Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Hard podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? How are uh, you, man? <laughs> dude, there's all kinds of things going on. I, selling from the Hard's out. I'm okay, just, so it was a great story today. I'm at a technology oh, conference. Okay. I'm in Nashville. I had a fantastic lunch with a uh, sales professional from Chicago. And uh, we're walking back to the conference after lunch. And he says, Daryl, he goes, there is there's this book I just finished. You absolutely have to read. And, um, and he start, you know, he's just totally setting this up and I'm like, well, what's the title of the book? He goes, it's by a guy named Larry Levine. It's called selling from the heart. I just started laughing. I was like, obviously you haven't, I introduced him to the selling from the heart podcast. And by the way, if you're new to the selling from the heart podcast, welcome. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, doing the hard work, everything we, we call selling from the heart. We're glad you're here. And uh, so Larry, it was just a great, it was a laugh. I said, yeah, I've heard of Larry Levine. I picked up my phone and we FaceTimed you. And <laughs> we just all had a really good laugh. But you know what? It, 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 oh, no, I, well, that, that's totally funny because so about two hours ago, uh -huh. I, get a, I get a text from, from a buddy of mine. And there he is. All I do is see the book and an ocean. Oh, and nice. He's in, he's in Turks and Caicos on his annual self-improvement vacation for a week. Oh, very good. And what is he reading? He's reading my book. I love Fantastic. it. I love it. Yeah. Hey, and, and thank you to everybody. And, and by the way, I, I just want to say a big thank you to everybody who has uh, put a review on Amazon. We really appreciate that. It's helping us spread the word. And by the way, if you've been a longtime listener to the Selling from the Heart podcast and you like what we're putting out there, I sure would appreciate it if you'd uh, drop some reviews on iTunes or Google or, or whichever platform you listen to the podcast on. That'll really help us spread the word. And, and it really is a growing movement. I, people are coming out of the woodwork right now in the sales profession saying, yeah, this resonates, Larry. I want to be authentic. I, want, I am authentic. I'm I, I, I'm buying into this wholeheartedly because this is who I am. And I just, I absolutely love, it. I was doing a training session yesterday um, up in Minneapolis and I had a, a group of business people in there. We were talking about uh, kind of next generation marketing and sales techniques and, and tactics and strategies. And, and I pulled up the chart and I think this will set us up perfectly today. It was HubSpot research. And it said, you know, percentage of people that trust certain roles. So there was like doctor and there was librarian or whatever. And then you get down to the bottom and, you know, of course it's fewer and fewer. And he got down to sales, a sales rep and it was 3% of the people surveyed trust sales reps. Now the good news is uh, politicians were below salespeople, but they didn't, we didn't beat them by much. And, and there is a, um, you know, if, if, if you ask and Larry, I, I think, I think we all know the answer to this, but, um, I asked the group yesterday, um, and even this morning at this conference, how many of your prospects that you want to work with are skeptical and 
how many of them have low levels of trust. And I think this is a problem for every sales professional in any industry is that when, when you've got the word sales attached to your name, the trust levels, the skepticism, skepticism is peaked out at a max and trust levels are scraping the bottom of just being low. And it's a real challenge when you want to uh, grow a business. Well, I, I agree, but, and that, and that's why Daryl, I don't think it's, it's hard. Yes. But the, the work to, that you can do to improve upon yourself is mission critical for one simple reason is what you just said. If everyone's skeptical about salespeople, sales professionals, sales managers, sales leaders, whatever the case may be, then it's up to us to do something about it. And if you commit to do something about it, mm. you'll, ri- you know, you'll rise above all the mediocrity that's out there. And what's really interesting ab- about this whole thing and, and, and why the book, why I wrote the book the way I wrote it is I was on a, I was on a call today with a guy in London and he go, and we started talking about core, right? So, I mean, you know, that I've had a back, I've had a back issue for a while. So the month of September, I started going to physical therapy and it was my second session in physical therapy where I understood what it meant to work on your core, how your core is like your girdle for your back and things like that. And I go, boom, that was the light switch moment that I said, you know what? As salespeople, we got to work on our core and our core is ourself. Yes. And if we don't work on our core and if we don't work on getting brutally honest with ourself, we have a lot of pain. <laughs> well, you got a lot of pain, but then it's hard to go out and prospect correctly. It's hard to go out and yeah. take care of your clients and things like that. But then we get it squashed down. We get it squashed down. We get it squashed down. And I'm saying, you know what? I'll wave the flag on this. And it's time for salespeople to, to say, you know what? I can become better. Sales managers can become better. Sales leaders can become better if we work on our core and our core is being our genuine, authentic, real deal self. Well, I think, I think that's so right. And, you know, when I go to the gym, I mean, I, I love, you know, if, if I was to choose, um, and I've got an app, this personal training app that chooses my exercises for me, but I want the exercises where I'm on the bench press or I'm, you know, doing, uh, curls or whatever, but I know that every workout at the end of the workout, there's going to be two or three, three core exercises. And those, those, that's where the real work gets done. It's my least favorite part of the workout. No one wants to do planks or sit-ups or crunches or, you know, anything like that. However, that's the, that is the, the core is the core. It's the foundation of everything. And, and this is why, um, you know, Larry, I think as we're unpacking, and we've been doing this now for a year and a half on this podcast, um, unpacking the the philosophy and the ideas, in, in essence, building the ideas around selling from the heart. We keep coming back to the core of, of everything because it's all built on that. And if we don't have a good core, the rest of it is just not going to be anywhere near as effective as it could be. And we'll probably have a little pain, Right. Well, yeah. So, you know, so then the, so then the question becomes, right. And and we're not going to self-diagnose it on the podcast today, but the whole, the whole question becomes is why is this such an issue? And, and, and as I start talking to people in the sales teams, I start working with is no one wants to slow down enough to realize that we got some work to do and no one wants to take the step back 
in order to get three steps forward. They go, okay, you know, I understand we have to do this. I understand we have to do this, but we'll fill in the blank with all the excuses. But at a certain point in time, I mean, I think we're getting a critical mass with the sales profession all over the place that nobody trusts anybody anymore. And we can turn it around. The problem is it starts with leadership. It starts with, you know, management. It starts with, we got to recognize that there is a massive problem out there, but we got to check our egos and our pride and all that at the door. You know, you're, I think you're absolutely right. It's, it starts at every level. It starts at leadership and it, it starts with every individual sales professional saying, okay, you know, where am I in there? There's, a, there's two things to measure quantity and quality. And I, I think so much of what we do in sales, you know, we, we use the catchphrases like, hey, it's a numbers game. You know, we're like, we just got to do more. It's quantity, you know, it, in, in, and quantity is an important factor. No question about that. Being efficient in prospecting is great. But for example, but um, quality, you know, the, the um, quality comes from the behind the scenes work to be able to deliver quality. So that means, you know, the things that we talk about, um, sales leaders are readers, um, sales leaders invest in themselves. They spend the time and do the hard work to make sure that when they get in front of a prospect and they have an opportunity that they are truly able to bring the goods and, and, it goes, you know, but then there's the heart behind that hard work. And this is where I think we want to go to today as we, we introduce the topic of authentic prospecting is the heart behind the hard work says, um, and this is the quality, the values behind all of it says, I truly want to make a difference in my world that I, I'm involved in, in the lives of my prospects and clients. I truly want to make a difference and I think when we think about prospecting and, and prospecting is a, is a fundamental reality for every sales professional. I don't care if you've got, you know, a uh, inside sales team feeding you leads on silver platters. I don't care if um, you've got an inbound marketing team that's cranking out opportunities. Every sales professional needs to prospect. Um, there's a variety of ways to do it that we can talk about, but behind the prospecting, Prospecting is a quantity and a quality um, issue. And I think when it comes to prospecting for new business, Larry, we, we talk a lot about quantity because we can measure it. Maybe, yeah. and maybe that's the issue. But, uh, but we don't spend a whole lot of time talking about quality and, and making sure that what we're bringing to the table when we actually – uh, write the email, pick up the phone or make the social connection with that prospect to make sure that what we're able to deliver actually matters <laughs> to them and, and can actually be helpful to their world. How does that strike you, Larry? Um, I thought we went dead for a second. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody did going, it. Uh-oh. still here. I'm remote today, by the way, I'm at the uh, Gaylord in Nashville uh, at a technology conference. So hopefully technology will hold out for us. No, but I I think where I start seeing this and and it goes to why, you know, we wave the flag on value before visibility and how value is weaved into your communication. Yes. 
is I think the reason, you know, we start talking about authentic prospecting and all that, it goes back to how many people are out there prospecting that truly understand a, their value, Mm -hmm. a, do they truly understand their client's value and can they weave this into an effective business conversation? And I think what's happening is prospecting is pro you know, it's become so negotiable with people and it's really a non-negotiable item that everybody in sales has to deal with. Yeah. Is, is, prospecting but i think if they truly understood the value they brought to everybody if they understood the issues and challenges going on inside their client base mm -hmm. and how do we package this all together to effectively drive a conversation you'll be amazed what starts to happen but unfortunately most people prospect for the now they're prospecting for a deal when the ball's on the one yard line right or the deals on the one yard line yeah absolutely and or they're babysitting their clients and just flipping their client base so I guess one way to, to think about authentic prospecting is to have a long-term perspective with prospecting, which is good. I mean, look, if, if you're looking for the ball on the one yard line and you know, th those you're going to find some balls on the one yard line yeah. when you're out prospecting. Um, but the other 99 <laughs> out of a hundred, um, you know, contacts that you make and maybe conversations that you have, the ball's not on the one yard, one yard line or even in the red zone, but it'll be there someday. And, and so to begin those conversations today and prospect with a long-term vision, obviously we want short-term results and the numbers, you know, just the numbers of prospecting will create short-term results for you. But for every person that becomes a uh, immediate pipeline opportunity out of your prospecting, you know, the vast majority are not going to be immediate pipeline opportunities. So let's not write those people off. No, but, but and, and you bring up a great point because I, I was just thinking about this as I was listening to you. I go back probably 25 years ago when, when I had somebody who I hold, who I hold in high regard, who taught me about prospecting goes, you know, break it down into segments, right? When you're out pro, if you do prospecting every day, you can afford to do this. The issue is, is there's not many salespeople who prospect every day. So that's why they can't afford to do this. Right. Is if you prospect every single day and you set aside time to do it, you can look at the short term prospecting, right? Which is, Hey, I got to find a deal right now. You could find the, you know, midterm prospecting was, okay, I'll, I'll let me prospect and hopefully, you know, I can convert these into deals within a two to four month window. And then there's long-term prospecting. And if you blend all those together, yeah, you'd be amazed what starts to happen. But the issue is, is, and I know where it comes from. It comes from at the top because it's quality, it's quantity, right? squash, 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 you need numbers right now. So no one can focus on midterm prospecting or long-term prospecting. Everyone's focusing on the now. I just got to hit my numbers right now. Yeah. yeah, I think that that is important. And, I'll, you know, we've always talked about the, the reality that if you want a good sales funnel, you've got to have a good relationship funnel. And, um, you know, when you're prospecting, are, you know, are a small percentage of those balls going to be on the one yard line and go directly into your sales funnel? Of course, yeah. Uh, but don't ignore the other, you know, the other 99% or whatever your number is. Um, don't ignore the vast majority. Those people can go in a relationship funnel and that those relationships can be nurtured so that, um, you, you know, you're going to have a lot more opportunities to prospect. I think on the short term play, we, we end up um, just focusing on, you know, 
we end up focusing on what's hot and we end up looking at, at people as dollar signs and not, not people. And that, that I think goes to the next thing I want to talk about when it comes to authentic prospecting, which is, Oh my gosh, be authentic. You'll shine out like a star in a world full of self-interested salespeople that when they look at a, a human being, all they can see is a dollar sign, um, you know, to, to prospect, um, with a mindset, you know, I think we, we go into prospecting the easy button for prospecting is I'm turning over rocks to see if I can find a hot lead. Right. But what if we prospected with a mindset of how can I help this person? You know, like how I've never met, you know, Larry, maybe I'm, I'm reaching out to you. I've never met you before. What if instead of prospecting with just a pure, hey, I got to qualify Larry, um, instead, you know, of course, we got to qualify everybody. That, that's, that's a given. But what if I reached out to you with an attitude, a true, genuine attitude of saying, I want to help? What, you know, how would that change the game? Well, they, they should read. Actually, there, there's one way it could really help is they should read chapter six of Selling from the Heart, where I talk about servant led sales leadership. But nevertheless, that was that was a very shameless plug. Selling from the Heart, Amazon bestseller. Good job. <laughs> no. Yeah. But th- this is this is uh, this is really, really critical because I think that every, we've got a prospect. We need to do it every day. Doesn't matter how long you've been in sales. But but to be able to walk into a prospecting block of time, let's say, or, or whatever you're doing to prospect, to walk into that with an attitude of how can I serve this person? That attitude and mindset is a game changer. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, and what I always say it, and, and I share with everyone, your clients are just a wealth of help. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes to authentic prospecting and, and what we're talking about today on the podcast is if salespeople actually spent quality time, we've talked about on the last series right. of podcasts, if salespeople could really spend quality time and just to say their top 10 clients, right? If mm-hmm. they truly got to know their top 10 clients and they went in and, and they started asking, you know, with genuine curiosity, hey, can you share with me what are the things that are you working on? So here's a great thing, and, and I wrote a blog post about it this past week. Is here we are in Q4, right? It's the last 90 days of the calendar year. Is can you imagine if you went face to face with your top 10 clients next week, and you ask them, right, what are the top three or four things that you're currently working on? What are the issues and challenges you need to resolve? Yeah within the next 90 days and you just took pen to paper with that, Mm -hmm. then can you imagine if, if your top 10 clients possibly are having those issues, do you think somebody else might be having those issues? So then maybe two weeks later or or a week later, you formulate your thoughts Mm -hmm. and then you turn those into prospecting conversations with people. That's fantastic. And, and, and I think you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. And by the way, if you didn't hear last week's episode um, on with Kelly Riggs, we really dove deep into this topic of, of interviewing your current clients, taking them to lunch and really learning about their business. And I think, um, you know, authentic prospecting really, um, you know, we're kind of sharing the good news as salespeople, you know, sales professionals, we're out there sharing the good news. I mean, hopefully you believe, <laughs> hopefully you believe in the product or service that you represent and the benefits that it can bring to the, the, 
the company uh, to your clients and prospects. And I think when you get deep in the relationship with your, your clients, you're able to then take that out into your prospecting and say, Hey, Larry, you know, um, that, that reminds me of so-and-so I was just talking with yesterday and, and how they were struggling with this issue. And because of, you know, we were able to actually resolve that. And, and here's the benefits. Um, sales training 101 would teach you to do that. But um, to be able to actually do that with a attitude of service, like not an attitude of self-service, uh, but an attitude of, hey, I genuinely uh, want to share this story because it genuinely could change your business, your life, your company. Um, that, you know, authentic level of prospecting is is. I think powerful because I think most of the people that are out there prospecting are flipping rocks, looking for, you know, gold nuggets, but not necessarily doing it with the the heart of how can I be a servant? How can I be helpful? Well, yeah, but, but in order to, you know, and I'm just going to keep it real, but in order to do that, you got to do it all the time and, and see, and and that's the problem is in, in order to, uh, you know, we'll call it authentic prospecting, but in, in order to do this, you got to work on yourself and, and you can't fake it, right? You can't fake authenticity. You can't fake being real either. And I hate to say it, but it, they got to start working on themselves. So in, in order to really drive this, you got to work on you. And, and, and that's the, and, and that's the, and that's the thing is this just doesn't happen overnight. And if we consistently work on this every single day, mm-hmm. then you'll start seeing fruits of your labor. But, you know, and I'm, I'm just going to throw the, the I'm, I got to flip this thing on its head is, you know, my challenge to everyone who's listening to this is, are you willing, are you willing to get real with yourself? Yeah. Are you willing to, are you willing to get real with your clients are you, are, are you willing to roll it up and become vulnerable? Because I think if you can roll it up and become vulnerable, then you'll start really learning what authentic prospecting is all about because you owe it to your clients. So if you, if you can really, if you can do that, then you can go out and start sharing these stories with your, with new prospects. Yeah. Wow. That's so solid. I think all of this just, you know, it it comes back to the heart of the issue. And and that is, you know, do you have a solid core? Um, Do you know who you are? Do you know what drives you? Do you know the value that you bring? Um, And do you have a genuine desire, a servant-led desire to be helpful? I think that attitude, bringing that to prospecting, um, truly can be a game changer. And, And, you know, in the context of that, prospecting can become fun again. Look, you know, I know that, you know, there's aspects of prospecting that are grueling and time consuming and easy to slide off your calendar. Uh, But approaching the marketplace with a heart of service and with an attitude of of truly uh, wanting to make a difference can make prospecting fun again. And and that part of it um, is important because I want fulfillment out of what I do. And and there's, you know, you're on you're on a, a a, a mission to help people, businesses, whatever you sell, um, perform better by, by taking advantage of your goods and services. Yeah. So, you know, here's a helpful hand. And this is, this is, this is what I learned long, long, long time ago mm-hmm. is 
go out and get involved in the community. Find some organization in your city, in your marketplace mm-hmm. that you can relate to and give back. Just volunteer because I think the pure act of volunteering in your community and helping people who are in need, that's fulfilling unto itself. Watch what starts to happen to yourself. And I can guarantee that's a freaking game changer mentally for you when you can go out and volunteer you're giving of your time to people who need it yeah watch what starts to happen to your inner self how you feel good and then take that to how you authentically prospect be no different right yeah that is um that's that's powerful well what a what a great conversation and and uh, you know as we end today we always challenge you um uh, with something. And, and what I want to challenge you with uh, today is kind of twofold. Number one, um, you know, quantity. Are you prospecting? If not, start prospecting. It's the daily discipline that does need to happen if you want to fill a pipeline, a relational pipeline and, and the, the sales pipeline. You have to prospect. The second thing we want to challenge you with is, is look at the quality. What's your, what's your um, heart motivation as you go and prospect? Um, is it just to flip over a rock and find a gold nugget or is it actually be helpful? Is it a servant led um, philosophy? And, and I just want you to try it out. Um, you know, if you're not prospecting, start prospecting. If you are prospecting consistently, try, try putting yourself in the mind frame of, of being a servant and being helpful before you pick up the phone, before you walk in the office, however you prospect, before you reach out on email and, and just take that mindset and see what that does to your results. I'm really curious. I'd love to hear back from everybody um, on, on how this is working for you in the field. Because at the end of the day, if we want to, if we want to start uh, conversations with people and generate sales opportunities, we have to overcome the low level of trust and the high level of skepticism. And I believe that this, I've seen this go a long way in doing that and in improving results. So I'm excited about all of it, Larry. Um, man, what a what a what a blast! By the way, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, and if you've been a longtime listener, or maybe this is your first time, can I ask a favor of you? Can I ask you to on your cell phone right now snap a picture of this podcast and share it on social? We really want to get the word out on this. We love hearing from people. Um, literally, this community is global, all over the world, all different industries of people chiming in. So if you would be so kind as to give us a shout out and a hashtag at selling from the heart, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see that as well. And, and let's, let's keep this movement going. Uh, but until next time, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep doing the hard work, uh, prospect authentically. And most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the selling from the heart podcast on the Salescast network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.